You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend. 55, and a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is to enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now and enter the free prediction challenge. Answer the questions like, who will score last? And boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big plays. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to enter the $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use the promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions apply. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Shoot, stop! Alrighty, and welcome everyone to episode five of the Rig Rats podcast, a Edmonton Oilers podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are joined by Kyle. Welcome, Kyle. Hi, folks. The most pressing issues is we get to talk about the stinky Leafs yet again. And I got to say, I'm not enjoying talking about the Leafs and all these Canadian teams as much as I am. I don't know. I feel like every game now, just with this, and I, we, I feel like we're going to probably say this every, at least once a week. Like every time we play all these Canadian teams, it's just like every game is so much more intense. Just that Canadian matchup, like it's so much more. And then like the, the shorter season, I don't know. I just, I feel more nervous every game I watch. Yeah. It's like the boys are actually playing for pride. It's like they care a little more during the season. Yeah, uh, and you you can just like I don't know, eighty two games. You can you a few points slip away here or there. They're easy to forget. Whereas here, a couple points slip away, and and like you you remember every point that, that you lost. Um, but looking at the first game that we will talk about from this episode is the game from Friday night. Friday? No, Thursday night. That's right, because we record an episode came out the that day. And we take on Toronto. This one was, again, what we saw in the second game of this Toronto series, this being the third game of our series versus Toronto. The Leafs, you know... It, were on pucks they were smothering us a lot more I also again it just felt like they were getting a lot more bounces and just I don't know it just feels like the Oilers have been really unlucky yeah even in their games um, versus Winnipeg they've just been there's just been a couple goals here there they've been bouncing in that are just that 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 have just been killers that have kept the other team in it or tied the game or sent the other team ahead at at unfortunate times that that are really hard so I, I look forward to those bounces going the other way as well yeah, I think uh, puck luck is definitely an aspect of the game. There's no getting around it. 
kind of sucks the Oilers around that should end of the stick there, but you should get an Irish guy on the team and fix it. <laughs> yeah. And so they, the, the Leafs go up by two in the first period. And then, you know, a point of conden- contention that um, was starting to come alive in that Winnipeg series and um, has definitely started to click much better now. And I will say this, every game that I've seen, and I, I'll, we'll talk about this more as we talk about the next Leafs game, is every game I've seen, like you can just tell the boys are, are gelling, right? The chemistry starting to come together. They're understanding yeah. just where they're going to be in the system they're playing in a little bit more. So we, we started the season as we expected, I think, in the sense of sloppiness and and uh, uncomfortability when it came to, you know, that team play. But And so every game I've seen, which is at least good to see, they, they've taken a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, the, the next game, they, they all seem to be clicking a little bit better. Um, in that next game so the power play along with dry sidle starting to absolutely get red hot um, dude just on fire right now uh he scores two to tie us at two um and then it's back and forth in the third period you know they'd go up by one we'd tie the game and then eventually wayne simmons puts them up by one late in the third period and uh we can't make the comeback you know there's a good push but Anderson yeah. holds support for the Leafs, and, and uh, they lose 4-3. And so looking at our predictions from last week's or last episode, um, I actually got the score correct. I said this was going to be a 4-3 overtime loss for the Oilers. Yes. They lose it in regulation, so I don't get full marks. But if we're keeping I track wrong, here, so. I, think, I think we should turn this into a bit of a game. I've been, th- I've been thinking here, all right? So we'll, okay. give, we'll give one point for getting – the win or loss, like the getting the correct outcome. Okay. All right. Then we'll give a second point for getting the score right. Just overall. So let's say okay. even let's say let's say the Oilers win this game four three. I'd still get a point uh-huh. for the four three score prediction. Okay. All right. And then we'll get a third point. So a possible three points if you get the it all overtime right? regulation you get yeah. the whole thing right you get you get the the win the score prediction and then like the actual like overtime win right yeah. so yeah. this one i get two points for this one kyle uh you, you get nothing buddy you get you get a big old zero uh, I, I have a feeling that's going to be a um a constant in the show <laughs> i'm not and a then, good guesser <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get to our predictions for, for the next round but uh I don't know. I think we'll, we'll, we'll keep a running tally. We'll keep a running tally. That, that'll be, that'll be the, the running theme through, through these episodes. Now I, I got it. All right. It's going to be our so predictions. That, so that everybody can laugh at how bad I am at predicting hockey games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's fine. So, at least uh, somebody will have fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll finally win something. So uh, I surge ahead to a two nothing lead then for those keeping track at home. But you know, it, it, it's a, it's a tough game to uh, to lose, and especially you know after going down by two, tying it, right. going down by one again, tying it um, again. Cassian gets his first of the season in this one, which yeah. is big to get him off the Schneid as well. But then yeah. just like again, the, those late those late goals, and we saw it against the, uh, the game in Winnipeg. They got away from the Oilers there a little bit um, as well. It's just those late goals are are killers. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it was nice to see Cassian uh, get one. It was true Cassian form too. Nice goal right in front of the net. He was right there, right in the way. 
Yeah, I love I love when when he shows his hands off a little bit and like it's not like a huge thing, but like just the elevation and tight. It's like yeah, you know, they're there, they're there. Yeah, it can be cool. You know, I did this I did this before Connor was born. So so I was I was feeling kind of disappointed off of this one. So uh, I was hoping for a big bounce back win then in the next game versus the Leafs. This will bring the season series to four total for the lease uh that means they will have my math's correct five left after this five big games that's crazy dude five four games i feel like we've seen the leafs a million times already well, four times that's more than you'd see them in more than you'd see them in that's, a normal season that's two seasons worth uh, that's, already that's two seasons worth of the leafs nobody in wants to play the leafs that many times i know <laughs> it's crazy but this one i would say right off the bat from the drop of the puck felt different from really all the rest of the games from an Oilers standpoint, they were one. And I think before we talk about any more gameplay, they were looking clean. I think think that's what it is. So good. They were like, look look good, play good, Kyle. They unveiled their reverse retros. And so what did you think about those? Cause I mean, I thought they looked so good. I honestly think they're, they're, they're beautiful. So like, so like, there's definitely some teams whose retro reverse jerseys look like dog shit. Uh, Leafs, Leafs, uh, Leafs. They didn't look <laughs> good. They didn't look Leafs. good. No, I thought they were going to look better than they did. Honestly, though, like when I when I saw like when they all first came out, and I was looking on like the NHL's page about like when they were posted like every teams. I saw the Leafs and I was like, oh, that's not a bad color scheme. When they looked like when they had them on, it looked like they looked like a junior team. They looked like a junior team. Well, yeah, it looked like the team was like. Uh, well, here we'll just—we forgot our jerseys actually uh, for the road trip, so we're just gonna wear the practice jerseys. But today. enough about the lease. Enough about the lease. The Oilers. Back to the the real winner here. The Oilers look so good. Oh yeah, do the. I mean, I was looking at everybody's gloves too. That's what a, a lot a big underrated thing is. Nobody really looks at the gloves. The gloves are sexy. You're a connoisseur I mean, of the gloves. I, mean, I know this about. I'm a I'm a glove guy. Like Detroit's Winter Classic jerseys a few years ago, the all whites, beautiful. These gloves, fantastic. I personally liked the uh, the the brown um, outdoor uh, classic jerseys uh, from the the Dallas Stars uh, from last yes. season. I like those yeah. all brown, brown gloves. I thought those were good. But yeah, good Honestly, gloves make yes. it. And the Oilers with the blue and then the orange with fingers and the big yeah looks nice. Yep, I enjoyed that. I liked the pants nice to too. The, the pants looked really nice. I like. Yeah. I just thought the whole the it's, whole thing looked good. And so now it's my a nice question, extra pop of color. So now my big question is, who should what Oilers name should I get on the back of my reverse retro jersey <laughs> when I add it to I think my you collection? Have, I think you have Connor too many times. You should get. Uh, so the thing is, the thing is, is like if you walk into a store, ninety nine percent of the the Oilers jerseys you're gonna find are Connor are jerseys, Connor. right? So it's hard to find you. You have to like actually go out of your way to order a jersey that doesn't right. have his name on it. Like you have to actually order it from the Oilers store. Well, I don't know. Maybe I have if you're feeling if you're feeling frisky, you get uh, a young guy and you take a chance on it. But you know, then okay. again, how about this you one? This one have the chance. All right. Okay. Yamamoto. That's not a bad call. I would take that. A Yamamoto that. reverse retro? That'd be a pretty cool one to have. I, I, I enjoy that. That's a good choice. So then they come out, they're looking nasty, and I gotta say, Connor was pretty grumpy in his last couple post games. 
Yeah. Rightly so. Uh, not just the fact that they were looking really good, like right off the drop of the puck, the Oilers were in control of this game, I'd say. Yeah, um, certainly. It was a lot faster paced of a game. Um, I think the Leafs, after sort of playing this real sort of like fumbly back and forth um, style with the Oilers in the first three, were sort of taken aback in the pace and actual um, accuracy and speed of which the Oilers were executing. And right. um, that sort of put them back on their heels. I don't know. I, it just felt like I get like the Oilers would score a big goal. Dominic Cahoon scores his first of the season, which is huge. Yeah. Um, right. That's, uh, his first as an Oiler too, isn't it? First as an Oiler as well. Yeah. Wh- which is a, which is a big one. Then it just is like a, like a, a fumbling puck that the Oilers can't really clear. And it's in the back of their net, you know, and then right at the end of the period, McDavid with a great backdoor pass to Archibald puts him back up. They go to the second period. Oilers on the power play. Tyson Berry brings it up. You know, you see McDavid circle the back of the net, right? Like yep. what the, the breakout, you, you know it's coming, right? Tyson Berry yep. drops it back and he's gonna break it into the zone. And then I'm it I, it's at this point, Connor McDavid is just he just does Connor McDavid things and yeah. It's just gross. If if we're ta- we're talking about it, and I guarantee you by the time you're listening to this, you've you've seen this goal a million times like this this goal is one of those like it's very rare that hockey goals crack like the the espn top 10 the most recent one i saw was the brent burns one that you called uh last episode yeah Yeah, but but, like that's like the only hockey play right it's like hockey plays very rarely break that list like that one's gonna be on that thing for a while this is goal of the year candidate already yeah it was built i mean Pure speed. He just said, oh, I guess I'll take it. And he just wheels and then shows off the hands a little. Just Prime like, Connor. And I just love the the post-game interview. They're like, Tyson Berry, how do you feel about getting the uh, the primary assist on that one? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, a real, real good pass from me. The, the no-speed drop pass 200 feet away from the other team's net <clears throat> and you get the assist. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even really mean to pass that. I just fanned on the puck and he picked it up. So <laughs> I feel like that's half just, of Connor's assist. Like he, the, the, the assists that get to him, it's just like, oh, actually, I just fanned on the puck and he just kind of got it. <laughs> and then, like, he just, like, he has no fear. Like, he just goes at, like, yeah. like in the most direct path, like, dead straight towards the net. He goes face to face, one on one with basically the entire penalty killing squad oh, yeah. and then Jake Muzzin personally at the yeah. end. And then the fact that he's got Jake Muzzin's stick wrapped around his left foot, he's on one leg and he has the ability to pull it back oh. on his forehand, like Go far side. away from oh, his body God. and then elevate it. He goes still goes top shelf. That's Shed. the thing. It's oh, not yeah. like it. It's not a chip. He still has power and puts it, upstairs it's just yeah it, he, will, he, it will never get old it will never ever ever get old he walks to the valley of the shadow of death and fears no evil it that's connor he looked at the leaves and were like guys feeling frisky today you think you can stop me okay you can try I mean, it's the, it's the dirty hairy uh, you feel lucky punk you feel oh yeah it's it's amusing i i think he could probably do it more than he does i think sometimes he's just like like you said, he's feeling grumpy the last couple last couple of post games. He was kind of grumpy. He's like, you know what? Super Saiyan. I got it. I'm going to do it today. 
And then he just wheels. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, Austin Matthews comes back with a, a pretty nice goal of his own. And I it bugged me, but the broadcast just like really loves to compare. They're like, oh, and the Leafs return with the highlight reel goal of their own. Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, it was a nice goal, like great angle. Like he put it upstairs yeah. like like that. That's a good goal. There was a couple of good passes on that play too, but you it's not like the same. But the, the, to bring like to it's try and compare that like we're not the same. We're not the same, bro. <laughs> uh, and so I mean, but unfortunately, the Leafs, you know, with uh, the help of our play, they they tie it up and bring it back uh, again. Yeah. But like still, the Oilers felt in control of this game the whole time, yeah. right? It's just a yeah. unfortunate. It's right, it's just a power play goal that goes in, and then a, a a good play from Matthews. But I still felt like the Oilers were in possession, and the only moment I was concerned is Miko Koskinen robbing Mitch Marner. Absolutely highway robbery. Gorgeous save. Anderson steals the Leafs a point with like five seconds left as well at the very end. Yeah, yeah, robbing him. And then we go to overtime. I mean, was there any ever doubt dry sidles to McDavid? He does the little one hand tap in because it's like he's just going so fast. And the Oilers take home the two points. And this this win, it felt big. It felt really good. Yeah. Well, so I think that goal, honestly, if you if you were to tell me if I didn't watch the game at all, and you were to tell me, oh, the Oilers went to overtime and they won the game within the first minute of overtime that's exactly how i would tell you it happened like if you're like oh how'd the goal go in i'd be like oh well they kind of pushed it and then dry saddle took it and threw it in front and mcdavid just assumed by and touched it and it went in that's that's classic that's an absolute perfect example of the first three people that are on the ice for the edmonton oilers at any given overtime big win you know they show up i uh, may not have gotten the predictions right but I did say it was very important to go at least 500 on these two games. So I did mention that last pod. They did go 500. puts the puts the season series at an even 500. So it does. They're, they're two. They're, they're two and two with the least. If nothing, that's uh, uh, something to pat yourself on the back about. You know. Yeah, and so I mean, if if we want to talk about our prediction scores. I will walk away with with one point for predicting the win here because you predicted the overtime loss in this one. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So I mean, I'll take the three nothing lead here. Um, wait, wait, but do I get do I get a point for overtime at least? You know what? I'll give you a point. What a generous soul for overtime. A generous soul. <laughs> I'll give you a point for overtime. I'm off the schneid. One point. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen, now that you're on the board, you know, you're not gripping the stick as tight. You might start to might start to bury a few more. Maybe. Maybe I'll feel a little loose. <laughs> we are looking at the last game of the weekend here. Uh, we gave our predictions and we talked about it a little bit more. But now uh, we're talking about the back to back with Ottawa. And now we have some lineup notes and a little bit more context for the game prediction. So uh, we actually predicted uh, we agreed collectively this is going to be a 2-1 win um, last episode. Yes. Now, however, we know that Thomas Jabot, probably the best player for the Ottawa Senators, um, and a huge part of their defense, had an upper body injury against in their last game versus Vancouver. He will not play in this one, which is a huge loss and a huge bonus for the Oilers um, that he's not going to be in. 
but on the Oilers side, one of their own defensemen, Ethan Bear, got hurt in the last couple of minutes in the Leafs game. So it looks like Chris Russell will probably take his place, which is, again, it's a downgrade, uh, but definitely yeah. not as big of a loss as Chabot for the Senators is going to be. Uh, but the big Oilers thing is, at this point, Miko Koskinen has played 10 games in a row. I, I think he's probably the most played goalie in the NHL at this point. And this is our first back-to-back. Yeah. Or actually, no, I think he played in, in our other back-to-back as well this season. Yep, well, he did. In our second back-to-back, I think like it's obvious eventually you have to give him rest. We signed Troy Grosnick. He's in here. He's out of COVID protocols and all that stuff, so he could have started tonight. But uh, from what we are reading here, and at the time we're recording this, Stuart Skinner is going to be making his NHL debut. Um, He's been with the league for a while. He was the starter most of last season in Bakersfield um, and played on a pretty successful Bakersfield squad um, for the last couple of years. He's still quite young. I'm intrigued to see how he plays. I mean, he's been uh, like he's at camp every year. Um, He's he's seem to have a decent level of progression every season. But again, you don't really know with goalies. It's always a big transition, but he's also been on the taxi squad for a while. So he's at least been facing NHL caliber shots in practice for, for, for a decent amount of time. So I wish him the best. I also think teams, especially knowing they have rookie goalies in their first initial start, try tend to play tighter as well yeah they try to tighten up a little bit give, give the guy a, a a good memory you know you know if you're a young guy in the league and you you get thrown in like i think it was uh somewhere in the playoffs when the uh with the lightning playing i think they it might have been um i don't really remember but they threw a, a, a rookie goalie in after they had been already previously shelled so they throw a rookie goalie in and he continues to get shelled it's like you know you never want to see that happen even even though, you know, I was watching the game and that's my hometown team. So I was like, oh, man, wish they'd win. The poor kid got shelled in his NHL debut. And I was like, oh, you hate to see that. So, you know, it's nice when the uh, when the defense tightens up a little bit. You know, like you said, knowing they got a rookie back there. Long-time listener, first-time caller in the net. And uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe- – Maybe he shows up big and they let him play a little more, give Koskinen some more rest. But I would say I have, I have hope for Stuart Skinner because I I don't, like, I don't want to, this is his first NHL start, but like, I don't want to say he's, he's green, you know, he's not like, yeah, he's not like some, some like, like a WHL kid that's called up because the four stringer was hurt and now he's starting out of the blue sort of thing. You know, I feel like he, he, he's at least mature enough and, and ready for this start. So, right. I don't know. It's interesting. So now knowing all of this and um, feeling the momentum coming off of this game, I am going to stick with the 2-1 win, even with Stuart Skinner with the start. However, I will give you an opportunity, if you would like, to change your prediction. Because it, on this one, if we both agree, which we still can, you know, we win together, we lose together, we collect the same amount of points. You change your prediction, you could potentially tie or take the lead. Uh, you know what? As a... Uh... Will Smith and Martin Lawrence would say, we ride together, we die together, bad boys for life. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> All righty. So you're sticking with the, the 2-1 win prediction tonight then? I love the I love the prediction. I think, I listen, if Stuart Skinner only allows one goal in his NHL start, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that'll also be uh, pretty good for from a team perspective, just from a team defense perspective to show they can, they can do it. Also, if the 2-1 win happens, that is the first – win streak of the year that will be the first that would be the first two wins strung together so 
big game tonight. A lot of a lot of pressure on Stuart Skinner, but hey, diamonds are formed under pressure. Maybe he's a diamond. We'll find out. <laughs> I like that analogy. Uh, we are, however, going to take a quick break here before we move on and talk about the one other game that will be happening between episodes, and then we'll get to some of the NHL news and the rest of that goodness, and we will be right back. Hi there. Pleased to meet you. My name is Tom Franklin, one half of the Blue Notes podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got that 2019 Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour. We're also your home for the best blues analysis. Yes, it's it's a it's a Bruin, but he's he's going to help the power play. And and that's what people need to understand. And, you know, they're going to look at it and say, oh, well, Justin Falk was supposed to help the power play as well. Tory Krug is legitimately going to help the power play. It felt like Newport was ready to go into his offseason and use Petrangelo as an example and say, okay, we're going to play chicken here with with uh, with the COVID cap here. Someone is going to give Petrangelo his money. We also have great guests from here at home. St. Louis Post-Dispatch, St. Louis Blues beat writer Jim Thomas, the organist for the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Boyer, and around the world. Yo, Blues fans, it's Gerard, the Dutch Blues fan, all the way from the Netherlands. And no other podcast can say they have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent, but we do. Aloha! I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and this is my Aloha Commentary. Plus, a little self-deprecating humor thrown in there. One of our new Blue Note Selkie-level COVID mask, if I can turn it the right way there so I can properly sell it. I am, I, you know what, I am failing my prices right model audition right here. This is, this is terrible. He has opted for the uh, neck gator uh, version of this, and I'm still failing my prices right off this fuck it um, <laughs> voted the best podcast by our peers in the hockey podcast network follow tom and wags on facebook twitter and instagram at blue notes pod and be sure to subscribe to blue notes wherever you get your podcasts from this is tom franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle All righty, and we are back. I do want to have say a quick word. Um, what you guys just heard was uh, an ad for the Blue Notes podcast, the St. Louis Blues podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, I have a special place in my heart for Tom, uh, the host of the Blue Notes podcast. He helped me a lot. Um, last season when I first joined the Hockey Podcast Network, um, he's, a, he's a great guy and uh, a great face of the Hockey Podcast Network. Quick insider secret, the voice you hear at the very beginning of this episode that does uh, our intro, uh, that is Tom's voice, actually. So uh, big shout out to Tom. And if you guys like hockey and, and like the St. Louis Blues and, and like hockey hijinks, uh, the Blue Notes podcast is definitely uh, something to check out for sure on the Hockey Podcast Network. But Kyle... We were talking about um, our game predictions and what we are expecting from um, the coming games between episodes. And so we have one more game between the episode. This will be the fifth game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. It'll be on Tuesday, two days before our next episode comes out. And it will be against the Maple Leafs again. So now this will be a chance to potentially take a lead in the series with the Maple Leafs. And this is a 
this is not an even series. We only play the Maple Leafs nine times. So there is a potential for someone to finish this ahead on top of the season series. Right. And uh, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, right now we're 500 with a, uh, with a top tier team in the league so far. If the game goes well tomorrow, you know, they'll be riding high. Maybe they'll keep the streak going. I think, I think it could be a good game, you know. I think uh, both sides, like you said, are 500 right now against each other. So it'll be a very possible thing to go up. I enjoy that possibility. Kyle, I lied to you. It's, true. it's Ottawa, isn't it? It is Ottawa. I knew it was Ottawa. Yeah, I lied to you. I was going to say something, but I trusted you. <laughs> I was so <laughs> confident, too. I, I even have... I even have written down here, Edmonton versus Ottawa, and I still said Toronto. You still goofed it. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still goofed it. So they're going to be playing them tonight. I think a big thing here, I guess, in the second game uh, will be one, obviously, we're going to have a big win tonight versus Ottawa. So they're, they're going to come out hungry. Um, in big the 2-1 win. Yeah, a big 2-1 win. We're going to collect the full three points. Three points for us, two points for the boys. It'll be a five-point night for everyone. We'll go home happy. Love it. Love it. But Ottawa will come out in that case a little bit uh, more feisty in that case and uh, give us a little bit more of maybe a run for our money. Maybe it'll, play, it'll be a little bit more of an open game. We also might see Chabot, depending on the extent of the injury back in that one, because there'll be a couple days of rest. We'll see Koskinen right. probably also for the first time um, against Ottawa. So that'll be a different look for Ottawa shooting on Koskinen instead um, and having yeah. a little bit more of a, I guess, solid presence back there for Edmonton as well. And then the potential to make it three as well if they can if they can win tonight and then versus Tuesday. So uh, like I, like I've been saying all season, I think I think there's a possibility, maybe not tonight, maybe not tonight, but maybe next game that pesky Kachuk, he's gonna do something. As much as I hate to say it, I think he might stir up the pot a little bit. So if there's a loss tonight, I think he comes back with a little chip on his shoulder and, and does what his family does best, kind of stirs it up, gets into it. But I, I still think they're string together three. I, I think they pick up their first their first win streak. So uh, we're sticking with the 2-1 the win for this yes. evening. Before I ask you for your score prediction for Tuesday's game versus Ottawa, uh, I just want to give you some stats, some head-to-head stats here uh, between the Oilers and Ottawa right now. Just, just what some, a time, man. Just some just some. Some some player stats here. Um, a little food for thought. Edmonton Oilers leading score Connor McDavid with a respectable seventeen points in ten games. Um, mm, not a big deal. On the flip side of that, leading score is Brady Kachuk with a very healthy pes- five. Those, those pesky ch- Kachuks, man. <laughs> with a very healthy well, five points. He tries. He tries to play hockey with the team that he's given it's not his fault but uh, yes those are uh matt murray is one four and one with a 4.39 goals against and an 859 save percentage that's probably the worst he's ever had in his career no oh i mean 100 I mean, I i'm not looking listen, at it it's, almost, it's, it's, it's only it's only right? six I mean, games so like goalie stats are really easy to inflate yeah but i mean 4.39. I mean, you can, you can expect like a 4.39 after two like rough games. Like, like if you're playing the best team in the league twice, you can expect like a, a real tough stat line for your starter. But what they've had, what you said, they played six games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's still easy to inflate, but 4.39. On the other side of that, we got Koskinen, who started all of the Oilers games 
at four and six with a 3.45 goals against yeah. 8.95. Honestly, the amount of it. So, so because his sample size, we should say, is bigger. I think it's honestly not that bad. So like he's got no rest. He played in a back-to-back. Those are tough. No, like a normal season, a goalie never plays in a back-to-back, right? At the same goalie almost never plays in a back-to-back. It's like a universal rule, but you know, the Oilers rule breakers. I think it's not, I, I think Koskinen again is doing what he can. You know, it's hard to be thrust into that sole starter role without ever having really played a sole starter role. It's funny because I talked a lot of shit about Mike Smith, but all of a sudden I really wish we had Mike Smith. I mean, at least, at least at that point, Costco would be able to get a little rest, you know? And and like, I think, I think even if we have Mike Smith, I think Koskinen's still the starter, but he has a little more rest. I think he'd be more of a Matt Murray where he has like a six games played instead of a 10. I think, what Koskinen is doing is impressive for him. Like I said, I think so. Matt Murray was the starter and won a back-to-back cup run. You know, a, a stat line like that is like, wow, well, you're like pretty good, man. You're kind of supposed to be. You're used to playing fifty games a season. You know, of fifty or more games a season, kind of thing. But Koskinen is usually, you know, halfway or less thrust him into that that sole starter position i'm not disappointed with how he's played so far put it that way so uh now what is uh your score prediction then for this uh tuesday game versus ottawa and remember points are on the line now all right this means something okay all right so i'm gonna give you my prediction but i have a question afterwards okay so i'd say i'm gonna say the oilers ride the high of their uh of their streak and they pick up a 4-2 regulation win. And uh, your question. My question. What's the bet here? What do we get? Winners, losers. We'll, Should we'll we think put about something it. fancy we'll, on the line? We'll, we'll float something out on Twitter or something. Like, we, we got time to think about it. Well, we should throw a poll out. Let, let the fans decide. Let, let the fans decide, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll pick We'll pick a couple punishments. Here, I'll, it, I'll throw in, I'll throw in a, a fun caveat. There is a potential if you want to go for a fourth point. Okay. If you throw sure. in like some sort of prop bet, just okay. one. So like, uh, so here McDavid, I'll give, I'll McDavid, give you McDavid scores twice. McDavid, yeah. Right. So I'll, here, I'll give you mine. Oilers win over the senators okay. five, three, and I'm going for the fourth point. Pugliarvi scores his first. Oh, Ooh. I'll say, I'll say Pugliarvi scores his first. If he doesn't score tonight. Disclaimer, disclaimer, asterisk in the bottom corner. And I'm going to say pool party scores. <laughs> pool party. Well, so question. All right. Is there any, is there any penalty to going for the fourth point? No. Because in that case, a, if there's you, no penalty, I might try to throw a wild one. Every, every, every game I'll throw, I'll throw something interesting on the board. Like, so this game, I'll say uh, first game against Ottawa, Kachuk scraps. I'll say Kachuk, Kachuk gets in a fights. scrap. Yeah, All right. I'll say Kachuk gets in a scrap. That'll be my prop bet. Chuck fight. I don't get it. I don't get it. Interesting. Alrighty, I like it. Some prop bets thrown up here as well. Um, yeah, you know, a little fun. A little fun. Alrighty, so then, I mean, pivoting, pivoting away from the Oilers then, uh, we can look to our around-the-league news. Um, there's not much to talk about, uh, so not going to spend too much time here, to be honest. But the one thing I would like to say is, 
Jimmy Howard retiring long career uh, played with the Red Wings when they were really good with Datsuk and Zetterberg back at the beginning of his career. Um, He played loyally for them through these last pretty rough years as well. Um, But I'd say even through like these last tough years, like he's still always been a respected goaltender. Even this season when Smith went down and we were talking about potentially, you know, bringing in Howard to be just like a backup for Koskinen, like, I was still relatively okay with that. Like I was like, okay, he's a serviceable goaltender. Um, Even, even at his age, like I still thought he always played well and that sort of stuff. He just played for Detroit right now, which is, which is a tough assignment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that's really the only thing thing. So I guess uh, congratulations to Jimmy Howard on a fantastic career. Wish him the best in retirement, you know, take his wife and kids and ride off into the sunset, go get like some sick house on Lake Michigan or something. Oh, uh, I had a fun fact. So, the Oilers' overtime win, McDavid scores in the course of 12 minutes. The other games in the league, Crosby scores an overtime winner, and so does Ovechkin within the course of 12 minutes. That is the first time that three captains of a franchise have scored an overtime winner on the same day, much less that close together. So, pretty impressive. Fun news for you. Which one was your favorite? Because I've seen all three. I'd say Crosby and Ovechkin's are relatively similar in the sense of yeah. where they shot from. Right. Uh, whereas the McDavid dry side one is a b- bit more of a team play, I'd say. I like Ovi's. Yeah. Like, just yeah. just because the snipe, just the shot. Yeah. Well, and and it just puts him closer. I think he I think he jumped up to like seventh overall in goals or something he like tied. that. He tied. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Fancy stat again. Stack guy, stack guy Kyle. Big, big stack guy. I don't know that it's completely out of reach. It would be kind of cool to see Ovi get close to uh, to Wayne. It would be kind of cool to see him get close. If, if he stays on track, there's a slight possibility. Well, yeah, there's like thing, 200 like goals if, or something, If, if right? he scores like 50 goals in the next three and then 35 for two or something like that, he'll break yeah. it. But like yeah. 50 the next three or something like that's it's tough well, but hasn't he's he's in he's on like a, a 50 streak and he, he he scored 50 well, i guess not necessarily last season there weren't enough games but the the two seasons before that he had he was 50 goals so and i mean plus it's Ovi. the caps are one of those teams that are never like terrible you know what i mean like like they, he always has some sort of supporting role like obviously backstrom's always there but you know he's still got Kuznetsov or Oshie or Wilson even participates sometimes. I mean, there's a there's a strong possibility. I'd like to see it. it it'll be interesting. All righty, and so th- that'll then bring us, uh, if we're talking about good plays, that'll bring us to our plays of the episode, and then we will wrap up here and get ready for tonight's Oilers game. So, Kyle, I will let you start. What is your play of the episode? Honestly, I pick I pick Connor's gross power play goal. I, I mean, gonna, how do you I, not? Was, how do you not? It was gross. I mean, goal of the year. Like, it's goal of the year. Goal of the year. That's something special. I mean, that's something that like is not. It's not natural to do something that gross. He 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 just moves so quickly, but so smoothly at the same time. You watch it, and it, it'll bring a tear to a poor man's eye. It really just, it's just like there's no stopping it, and that's the thing. It's like people are yeah. like, "Well, maybe you take a penalty." And I'm like, "But." They did. They took like two penalties on that play alone, and he still yeah. scored. Like he scored with 
muzzin stick still around his ankles like yeah well it's amusing because it's like it's like oh well yeah they were on the power play okay well but they were on the power play but he walked through all of them. all four well, of them all, all four of them. them all four of them he he made all four maple leafs that were on the ice look well i guess all five because he also made anderson look stupid too well, I, that's so, the thing is, like, I think, like, all all of them, all the skaters touched him at least once with their stick. Hyman hits him as he skates by him in the neutral zone, right? Yep. The other forward hits him as he skates past him on the blue line. Uh, the other defenseman hits him as he skates away from him towards Muzzin. And then Muzzin right. hits it, whiffs at and is just swiping at him as, yeah. he, as he flashes by him. So, like, every Maple Leaf had a chance to disrupt him, and they just, you, you just can't. There's just no, right. Just, That's the thing is like, they're talking to Barry in the post game and he's like, I don't know how you stop that. So for huh. my play, I wanted to try and, I mean, stay away from, cause I figured you would pick the McDavid goal. Um, it's hard not to. It, yeah. It's hard not to listen. If I was, if I was going to go first, I would, it, I'd pick the McDavid goal, but I am going to yeah. stay on the Oilers though. Miko Koskinen save midway through the yeah. third period. That uh, one, I mean, I mean, he was down and out. And he still had the wherewithal to like reach up with his glove on the broadcast. They were saying like, once he was down, he, he just did his best to get as big as possible. And he did a good job. It, and that's a huge save. Cause like, that's one of those ones that's like late halfway through the third period. Right. So yeah, that goes yeah. in, right. That like, now you're looking at a repeat of the, a couple the nights before. before. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. like, that's a huge momentum killer. So I just, it, I really I think, think that's I, a big save. Yeah, as much as you know, obviously the whole the whole team plays the game, and and there's the whole game to take into account. That definitely picks you up to points there. Well, yeah, I mean, it so. comes down to moments. Like even you think on the flip side, that Anderson save at the very end, right? Like that's a that's a like that's a good game back and yeah. forth. But he doesn't make yeah. that save. None of that matters in the game. You you've won the game. So, yeah, my play of the week goes out to the big Finn, Miko Koskinen, making a, I'd say, potential season-saving save. What a beautiful balding bastard. Dude, uh, he takes his helmet <laughs> off, and he just looks like... like, an, like oh, dude. Looks like an eraser on the end of a number two pencil. <laughs> he takes his helmet off, and you look at him, and, and, he, and he, like, sprays the water in his face, and then he looks up like, oh, my God. It looks like his, his, his wife and however many kids he has has just been running him ragged. It looks like he's been working at nine to five for the last 40 years at the factory. He comes yeah, I'm like, like, man, and that's the thing. I, I want, to go, I want like, a beer to go to sleep. <laughs> my God, get me, someone get Miko some sleep. Somebody give the man a water. All righty, Kyle. Him, let him give a little life. That is going to do it for this episode unless you got anything else. Um, nope. All righty. Well, then we are going to call it quits here. Uh, Kyle, thank you for joining me uh for episode five be sure to follow um on twitter i was going off on at least the games that i am present to watch uh you can follow us on twitter at the rig underscore rats you can also follow the hockey podcast network on twitter at hockey pod net and uh you should also go and subscribe to the hockey podcast network and this podcast um on spotify apple podcast anchor wherever you guys listen to this podcast soundcloud as well like subscribe it does, it does a a great deal as well and we will talk to everyone in the next episode and uh, let's go oilers i would like to say I'm proud of you for not messing up the tags this time. Bye, guys.